Alright, so we got two big trades to talk about. We got Malcolm Brogdon becoming a Boston Celtic and the biggest trade, Rudy Gobert going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I'm going to talk about the Rudy Gobert trade because it's the one that happened most recently. And it is the biggest trade probably that's happened all offseason. I know that the Jante trade was a big deal, but I do think this is the biggest trade that happened this offseason so far. I think the Kevin Durant deal will eventually become more important, but so far this is the most important trade. They are sending four first-round picks, first-round pick Walker Kessler, and um, and I think another player. They're also sending Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Bar- Bal- Balmaro are all going to Utah for Rudy Gobert. Now, the starting lineup of the Minnesota Timberwolves is looking nice. I know people are like, can Cap play the four? Can Cap play the four? But this man was basically playing the four when it came to him and Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt was playing a lot of that dunker spot. He was playing a lot of that and of that sort of lob threat and the catch the rebound, put it right back up while Cat spaced the floor. And any sort of Thing that didn't make Cat and Jared Vanderbilt the perfect match. That Rudy Gobert has that Rudy Gobert can carry any team to a top five defense while also having a good defensive coach. In um, what is their coach? I actually need to look this up. There's all in one take, by the way. So I don't got any notes. Um, I'm just talking, but. Any sort of mesh. Yeah, Chris Finch. Um, Chris Finch is honestly a good defensive coach. And adding Rudy Gobert, he's just basically Jared Vanderbilt on roids. He can do anything they need him to do. He can he can block shots. And now, when you're playing against Jokic or Embiid, you're not going to have to have that tall, big-body seven-footer on them that used to be cat because Jared Vanderbilt was too small to guard them because now oh you need a seven footer to guard Embiid and Jokic you got arguably the best seven foot defender in the league in Rudy Gobert Rudy Gobert even though I do think he is an overpaid player Rudy Gobert is still even as an overpaid player the one he is a master at what he does he can defend the hell out of the basketball down low he can block the hell out of any shot he is honestly a great fit for minnesota and i think minnesota can be and minnesota's trying to not be mediocre anymore minnesota's trying to make sure they are they're trying to make sure that they are above the plane. They're trying to make sure, yes, we are contenders and we are here to make a playoff push, not just lose to the Grizzlies in the first round, which was a great series. But Rudy Gobert is going to help this team get better. The fact that they were able to do this deal without giving up, without giving up Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed, in my opinion, is a big deal. Nas Reed, when Cat was hurt, not hurt, but when Cat 
fouled out. Nas Reed was the man that played great overall center play. Yes, was he not Carl Anthony Towns 24 and 10? No. But he played great center play. He stretched the floor. He did a lot of little things. And being able to keep that front of your bench is great for you. Jaden McDaniels is a great defender, which we have for the past however many years only ever seen Rudy Gobert with a mediocre defender. We have, or not mediocre, we've seen him with one positive defender. We've seen him with Royce O'Neal, but Donovan Mitchell, he was not playing great defense. Mike Conley, they were just letting them go to the paint because, hey, we got Rudy. But then when Terrence Mann or Maxi Kleba spaced the floor, then Rudy Gobert could not guard the perimeter and the interior at the same time. He could not, even if Terrence Mann sauced him, they didn't even give him the shot because he, he was going to always be wide open because... They were just driving in, kicking it out straight to Terrence Mann. And I believe that the Timberwolves have more overall good, maybe not no gray, maybe no all defensives, but they have more overall good, solid defenders that can easily make them a top five defense. I said, I'm pretty sure I said in the last video that Bam... And Rudy can carry any team to a top five defense. And I still believe that. I think they are they by themselves are a top five defense. And I believe that this that this is a great deal for them. But you're giving up a lot of pick equity. If you're the Jazz, you just got a hole. A haul. You got Malik Beasley, who has shown flashes. You got um who else did you you got like 97 first round picks i'm pretty sure it was actually four first round picks but you also got walker kessler who just got drafted and leandro balmaro who just got who 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 basically has him played any basketball you got patrick beverly who even though patrick beverly was the heart and soul he uh loved playing for that for that um, Minnesota team, they sh- they showed no no remorse in trading such a valuable player to them. You got defense now on the perimeter in Pat Bev now, and you're trying to uh, and they're very clearly still trying to build around. Um, they're trying to build around Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell has not played on a. Five, even a 500 or a playing caliber team since he got drafted. And that's a very scary thing for you because if Donovan Mitchell's like, I don't know, man, I'm not really feeling this whole being mid, you know, I'm not really, even though we got every draft, like, even though we just got like six first round picks, I'm not trying to be mid. I'm trying to be good, or I am trying to go to a better team. He could request out either way. Even if you're building around him, he could still request out. But that, but 
there was probably no better trade package for Rudy Gobert, in my opinion. I don't think... I, I wonder what other teams were calling up for the Rudy Gobert trade. Because I do not think that... I do not think that the Chicago Bulls had what it took to get Rudy Gobert. I, did, I do not think that the Charlotte Hornets really had what it took or really needed a Rudy Gobert type of lob threat. I don't think that was the type of lob threat that worked well with LaMelo Ball. And I think this is probably the best deal you're going to get. And I don't know. We've seen twice now in a like five-day span. We saw DeJounte getting a lot of unprotected picks and for DeJounte. And we saw a lot of unprotected picks for Rudy Gobert. And these trades are looking like 2K-like trades. I'm going to be honest. Because you're trading you're trading multiple unprotected first-round picks. Which, these type of things don't happen unless it's in 2K. But I believe that this will turn out as a win for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I believe this could turn out either into a huge win or a flop and a rebuild and the start of a rebuild for the Utah Jazz. Now, let's talk about the Malcolm Brogdon trade briefly because Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, um, we saw a lot of Bleacher Report articles saying, hey, this team is in the finals, but their playmaker that entire series, even though you can say, yeah, Marcus Smart was playing, great playmaking, and Jason Tatum, their playmaker was basically Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka was creating all the plays and was telling them where to go and what to do. And I believe that if it, was, if it wasn't for Ime Udoka, their playmaking would have been a lot, a lot worse. They, they were a wonderfully coached team, and that coaching led them to the finals, even though they had incredible, incredible talent. Malcolm Brogdon is a great traditional point guard. You can say whatever you want. You can say Malcolm Brogdon played better as a two and that you see him more as a two guard. But I don't agree. I believe Malcolm Brogdon, even though he's not, people can say, oh, yeah, but he was so efficient and he was 50-40-90 when he was in Milwaukee. Yes, that might be the case, but when you get more shots, your efficiency goes down. He's not Stephen Curry or Kevin Durant, or I think Devin Booker even did it, where you get more shots, you make more shots. Stephen Curry is one of the only players that can take more shots, and the more shots he takes, the more shots he will make. Malcolm Brockton is not Stephen Curry. Sadly, you're not trading Aaron Naismith and Daniel Thais for Stephen Curry. But what you are getting is a player that at one point averaged 21, 6, and 5. You're getting a taller guard. You're getting an above-average defender. You're getting a guy that can pass the basketball and is a great playmaker. He is a great traditional point guard. And he is a great... He can space the floor. He can do a lot of things for this team. He can... When this team gets excited and for no reason they start rushing the basketball... Well, now you have Malcolm Brogdon who can 
who can do what Chris Paul does a lot of times and start posting people up at 90 feet just to make sure the game is slowed down. I think it's a wonderful trade. I think that Malcolm Brogdon fits great for this team. I was, I thought, I've been saying since the playoffs that I hope Malcolm Brogdon gets traded to the Celtics, but I didn't know what a package for Malcolm Brogdon looked like. I don't, I didn't know if it involved a Derek White, a Marcus Smart even. But after seeing more and more of these trades develop. Some people have a lot less value, like Christian Wood has a lot less value than I personally expected. Jeremy Grant has a lot less value than I personally expected. And now, when we see this, I think that I the more and more trades like this I saw where people had a lot less value than I expected, I thought this trade is more and more doable, and they did it. They went out and did it. This is the perfect player for this team. This is a this is the perfect realistic player they could get because yeah technically Chris Paul would maybe be a better fit and might maybe I mean definitely be a better fit than Malcolm Brogdon but you're also not getting Chris Paul but Malcolm Brogdon is a wonderful player and he is he was lat not this year but lat but the year before that 2020 2021. He was an all-star caliber player. He played great basketball. And he has played great basketball in Indiana. And I am excited for Indiana to finally give the keys fully to Tyrese Halliburton. Because Reese is that guy. In my opinion, Reese is that guy. And they'll... And I think he'll be great next year. I think he can be an all-star caliber player next year. And I think this team as a whole, it's soft rebuild, even though it might have turned into a more permanent type of rebuild. Or a not permanent, obviously, but a longer rebuild. I'm very excited to see these teams play. And I'm very excited to see what Malcolm Brogdon brings to the table. His three-point shooting, his assists. Even, even his points here and there. I'm very excited to see how he deals with when they freak out. How he calms them down. Because that is what I am expecting out of Malcolm Brogdon. Anyways, anyways, I just wanted to talk about this. I might later talk more about a couple more deals. But these are my initial reactions to Malcolm Brogdon and Rudy Gobert being moved. And um, hopefully, and hopefully, this offseason, in my opinion, has already been great. Let's hope for a greater offseason. You know, basketball. I'm excited to see uh, basketball. I'm excited to see where basketball goes because the NBA is wild right now. That's my one take on these deals.